0: grab your glasses ladies it's time for a spot of tea welcome into the spot of tea podcast you already know i'm your host jasmine lee and thank you so much for joining me for this quick break to just recognize unite and inspire moms mommies to be and women alike Before I get into anything, I really just wanna thank you all so much for your response to our last episode. If you haven't heard it already, check it out. It's called Mind Your Own Uterus. And the feedback that I got was great. It seems like the conversation was very well received and it seems like we brought a lot of awareness and just, you know, liberated people and really just related to a lot of people on the subject matter so definitely check it out share it with a friend and so on and so forth but before we get into tea time today I'm trying to figure out what kind of tea y'all drinking now we keep it real and we keep it moving here and I'm gonna keep it real and say that since we last spoke I may or may not have fallen off the wagon just a little bit okay not a lot But, you know, some of the tea that might have been in my cup this week might have been just plain old sweet tea. Actually, if you know me, fun fact, I actually don't like just straight up sweet tea unless it's Publix. And that's a Florida thing. My Florida people, y'all feel me. Publix sweet tea can, and any day of the week. But otherwise, I really prefer to have three, truth be told, I prefer three fourths unsweet and then a quarter sweet. But when I go, if I ever go out to eat, I'll order half and half just because I don't really trust the people to make it right. Because then when you tell them three-fourths, then a lot of times they just end up putting basically the whole thing. They don't do it right. So I just, you know, take my chances with half and half. But nonetheless... Right now I have green tea because your girl is trying to get together. And this is a word somehow, okay, that it's never too late to get yourself back together. You may have been on the right track, focus on this, had a goal for that midweek, you fell off, but you can still get back up. You don't have to just abandon it or oh, I'll start again on Monday. Don't we love that? Monday, I'm out here. No, you can start again right now, like I'm doing, okay? Because I'm gonna finish this cup of green tea. Um, so with that being said. It's tea time, and this is something that I really wasn't going to talk about because I didn't really see the relevance, but the subtopic from it, the secondary side conversation I got from it was very interesting. So another fun fact about me, I guess this is just all about me episode, (laughs) Um, another fun fact about me is that I really love Jane the Virgin. Um, that's one of my that was one of my favorite shows. I'm sad that it's gone, but at the same time, it was time for it to you know wrap up. Uh, but I'm just gonna say that as a you know precursor, you know, putting all my potential biases out there. So last week, I believe it was last week, the star of Jane the Virgin, um, Gina Rodriguez, she fell under a little bit of fire because she posted a video where she was singing along to a song and she said the N word and she's Latina. But the, and that was the part that I was like, you know, it's not really worth talking about to me. You know, my personal opinion, you know, is ideally none of us would say it, but we don't live in an ideal world. I am born and raised in South Florida, melting pot, plenty of Caribbean people and plenty of Hispanic people. So to me, People of color, namely in this situation, Hispanic people, I've heard them say it and it doesn't bother me because to me, I group them in a similar category as us. But that's me personally. However, like I said, ideally, nobody would say it. But whatever. I didn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I understand Gina had come under some fire with some racial comments before, whatever. The point is though, I was listening to the Sarah Jakes Roberts Woman Evolved podcast, love her. And she read a comment that somebody said, well, Cardi B says it all the time and nobody says anything. And that hit different. And so when I was listening to it, I said, hmm, very interesting. So I shared that on my Instagram story at the Jasmine Lee. And I got a lot of comments because I asked people, you know, hey, why is that why is that so? Like, why do we let to be said and we don't say anything? And I mean, I got some pretty interesting responses. I was informed and I did verify that she's part Trinidadian. I believe her father is the one who's Trinidadian, so a lot of people consider, you know, that that's black, so that's why she's allowed to to say it. And so I followed up with saying, "Okay, well, why do we let Fat Joe and J Lo say it?" Because I they pretty much made it clear that they, you know, resonate with their Hispanic side. So, at the Teflon Diva, in response to the Cardi question, she said that Cardi presents herself more as a black person while still balancing her Latina heritage and since she's mixed with Trinidadian roots, she it plays a part on her blackness. Fair. When I asked about the Fat Joe and J-Lo thing, she said that's another good point and I think it's worth exploring, which I'm glad that we are right now. At Kay Sequoia had a very interesting take too. And she was, her summed up, cause you know, we had a bit of a conversation, but summed up, she was just saying that, you know, Gina never associated herself with black culture. And, you know, she also brought up the comment that she made earlier this year about black actresses and stuff. And she said that Fat Joe says he's black and that um a lot of Latin people acknowledge coming from black slaves dropped off in a different place. And so basically, in her opinion, um if you identify with being black, you know, via your drop off location, you know, by colonizers and such, then. You know, you can say it. So that was one perspective that was interesting. Um. And then at Dasmond Evans, she said she doesn't, where she comes from is a lot of racial division. And so it's not something that she takes lightly. And so if you're not black, it don't matter who you are, then you shouldn't be saying it. Like, she doesn't believe that Fat Joe and J-Lo should have gotten a pass either, although she does acknowledge Cardi B's Trinidadian side. So I really want to know what you all think. Um, comment on our Tea Time post on at Spot of Tea podcast, um, because I really think that it's an interesting conversation to have. And hopefully it will raise more awareness for people to maybe not take the term as, as lightly or, you know, maybe just be a little bit more sensitive in which areas they choose to use it. Moving on. I got a question, y'all. Okay, so you ever just said, oh, that'll never be me or I'll never do that or that's crazy and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe things change, time goes on a little bit or whatever the case may be. And then you find yourself actually wanting to do that. Yeah, that's me right now. Um, But I can see both sides. So let me just let y'all know what I'm talking about here. What is you all's take on babies having social media accounts so I'm talking about accounts that parents make for their child and post pictures of them and say like I'm six months today I started doing blah 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 or oh look at my cute outfit first day of pre-k or whatever um what what is your take on that let me explain so I always felt like I wouldn't do that for my child um, it's not in a judgment to people who do have them. Cause I've seen a lot of little cute baby pages and i would be looking at the babies. And I'm like, Oh my God, look, it's so cute. You're so cute. So it's not a judgment. It's just me personally. I just said, I don't really, first of all, I found it slightly unnecessary. And then also I just felt like the main thing with me really was that people are crazy and people can, you know, stalk your baby's page, try to find out what school they go to, anything just just crazy and, you know, try to take them. So it was, I guess, a little bit more of a security thing for me. And also, I feel like we sometimes... As a generation or society as a whole, we kind of give social media a little bit too much weight. Me personally, I did not want my son posting on social media when he was first born. Like everybody knew who came to visit him, do not post a video, photo, anything like that of him until I'm ready and until I'm okay with it. That he was he didn't meet social media until his first week of being born. Um, even then, I was trying not to like oversaturate and stuff like that. But I had my personal reasons mainly because he's he's just born he doesn't have to be posted that was my personal feeling he doesn't have to be on social media that's not like a rite of passage cut the umbilical cord and you have to go on social media to survive like he and I wanted to be able to get myself together get us in some kind of routine understand you know make sure he's passed all of his you know health examinations that they have to do when the babies first come out all of those things make sure he has his first doctor's appointment done before I'm trying to post him and people replying back to me and now they're texting me even more saying oh he's cute oh this that they want to know this this, and that I wanted to be able to breathe without that it's it's one thing people see a status saying oh he's born but when you see a picture it does something different people want more pictures it's all kinds of things so I just wanted that space to breathe but being that I am a brand manager Brendan I'm a I am a brand strategist I do see another side now that he's here about making him an account so I'm kind of you know that person um I haven't done it I don't really think at the bottom of my heart that I will. But I'm curious to know what you all's thoughts are about them having them. So help your girl out and let us know what you guys think. Help another struggling mom that might be having the same dilemma. Um, We have it all up on at spot of tea podcast on Facebook and Instagram and let us know you all's take. All right, so y'all know what time it is by now. It's time for the pour, the best part, the part where we Feed and pour into you all. We know that your cups get drained and emptied every day from the obligations that you have. So we just hope our conversations work to help fill you back up. So today I'm welcoming a special guest for Spot of Tea, a special guest to me, a close friend of mine who is an awesome mom, a superwoman, I want y'all to really just enjoy this conversation that we have and just excuse any silly jokes and or laughs ahead of time because we don't know how to act when we get around each other. But welcome, my friend Tabitha, to the podcast. Welcome, Tab. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. (laughs) See, look, you already... (laughs) I don't know. You don't know know how to (laughs) act. This is my voice now. I don't know where i from. <laughs> See, that's why I'm glad that I put that disclaimer out from the beginning so that I won't be doing looking crazy. Because you don't know how to act. Um, but seriously, uh I you are one of the strongest single moms that I know. So I didn't, no one came to my mind quicker than you when I thought about doing this episode. And I really just hope that throughout our conversation, you could just help shed light on how you do it. Um, So just to start off, can you tell everyone, you know, how old your boys are? Yes, I got two boys.
1: They are 10 and 8.
0: So it to be now. Nice. Oh my god, yeah. I can't believe it because I remember. Oh, I'm acting like I knew them babies, but still, I remember like when I first found out <laughs> about them. They were like, I, I mean, dang, ten—that's like yeah. that's a real deal. Like you, double digits—that's right. There's no turning back. They up on me. Yeah. Um. So I know that even though you make things look simple, you make them look easy, you handle them, I know they aren't. So what would you say is the most difficult part about single parenting?
1: Um, The most difficult part to me is balancing everything. Being the disciplinary, being the nurturer, being the provider, being the doctor in the middle of the night. It's just the balance. You have to find your balance. And it, it really takes skill to do that. It took me many years to be comfortable at what I'm doing now. So, yeah.
0: So, I guess what did what steps did you take to try to get to that place to figure out how to balance those different roles?
1: Well, the steps that I took, first of all, I worked on me. Um, I worked on the inside of me and on the outside of me. Cause if you don't have enough for yourself, then you won't have enough to pour into your children. So I made sure that I got myself um, all the way in line emotionally, spiritually, and just become a better person for myself first. And then that way it allowed me, it gave me the strength to actually care for my children better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Like this is why we do the poor in and of itself because we give so much out as moms, as moms to be as hardworking women that, we don't think about taking care of ourselves sometimes or we don't think about how we got to get ourselves together or we're not going to be able to keep this job up that we love so much or this relationship or these children and make more children, all this stuff like that. It's just not going to function if we aren't functioning. So that's good. So I know that you have been, um, doing this with your boys by yourself for a while. So what would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you learned? I know you said you had to learn how to navigate. So what's the, one of the biggest lessons you've learned as a single parent?
1: Um, The biggest lesson I've learned as a single parent is to not be so hard on myself. Um, I felt really, really guilty starting out as a single parent. My boys don't have that family structure that's traditional. So I did things that I weren't necessary. Like I spoiled my boys or overcompensated or I felt bad because we were in a single family. So that would be that I had to forgive myself for that and not feel as guilty.
0: That's really, that's really, really big. Um, Because I don't think that people really understand (laughs) why they do some of the things they do. There are people who, you know, we know it we've worked in the financial sector so we know how people will stretch their last and of course you give your last to your children but people will do things like you said that are unnecessary and they don't realize that they're doing it to overcompensate for something else emotionally that they have to actually deal with because otherwise you'll always be doing unnecessary things and making unnecessary moves and not dealing with the healing that you need on the inside. Right. And you
1: rob your boys or you rob your children from the opportunity to grow. Like if you overcompensate, you set them up for failure because the world doesn't care that they came from a single parent home. So you have to give them the skills that they need to deal with the emotions that they're dealing with. So, yeah, that was that was big in my book. Oh,
0: wow. That that was a gem right there. I hope that y'all are listening. If you missed it, please rewind a little bit because that was big facts. With that, um, we're mentioning healing. We're on the subject of healing. So I wonder if you could shed some light on what has helped you heal. Because obviously when we bring children into this world, we think of it as a two-person job. We're going to have somebody there helping us. But that isn't, it doesn't always work out that way. So there has to be some kind of healing process from that. It's inevitable um, or it's necessary. Some people don't do it, but it is necessary. So I know that you have gone through it. What has helped you to get to that place?
1: Um, Being realistic, looking at reality. This is the situation. This is what I have to deal with. It may seem a lot, but with God, I can do all things. Through Christ, I can do all things. So, I just went back. I prayed. I helped God. I asked God for guidance. I asked Him for wisdom to raise these boys by myself. Give me the strength. Give me everything that I need. And I just, like I said, I just shifted my perspective and really focused on me to get me together, so I will have enough wisdom and strength to raise these boys by myself. So I give all the
0: glory to God. To be honest with you, Jazz. Girl, you bet. Don't get me to shouting it here. <laughs> because that's a word it really is because so many times even when if we do have help if we don't it's just something that we worried about oh how can i do this or i can't see myself doing that or whatever the case may be but god literally supplies all of our needs you know every time if we think about any time that we needed something you know there is it's always been taken care of maybe it's not always what we wanted what we were trying to do but everything that we needed has been there.
1: And absolutely. So that that's the biggest thing um single parents and just make sure that you're connected to the source. Yeah. You may, it may seem like a big job, but if you're connected to the source, if you're plugged in, then everything, he's the king of hills and all the cattle and everything that you need. So whatever you think is big, is small to him. Like mm. I learned to introduce my problems to God instead of introducing God to my problems. Mm. So it's all about it's all about perspective. It's all about the only way you can eat an elephant is one bite at a time. The only way I've done this single parent thing, one year at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time. And I just prioritize, I organize, and then I execute. So that, that's, that'll be my secret sauce, to be honest and proud. That's it.
0: I, I hope that y'all was writing down a secret sauce because we know that if you watch Good Burger and you watch Spongebob, people be looking for a secret recipes that she just literally <laughs> gave it to you right there. So I hope you was listening. I hope you was listening. OK, um, so at Spot of Tea, the whole point of this podcast is to unite women, unite moms and really just encourage people. And so I know that sometimes as a mom, whether you have help or you don't, you can get down you know, everybody has rough times period. So I know, I'm sure that you experienced those days um, as well. So I just wonder if you could shed any light or um, encouragement for anybody who may be single parenting right now, who's going through one of those rough seasons where help is not really there or um, something of that nature, just to, you know, help them to keep going.
1: Oh, absolutely. To all the single parents, the young ladies and the young men that um, feel like they don't have any help or feel like they're at their wits end. I just want to share a quick testimony with you guys. Um, I was pregnant with my youngest son and my oldest son was about one years old. We, My youngest son needed actually, he needed pampers, but I did not have any money. I wasn't working. I didn't have anything. Welfare wasn't an option. Child support was non-existent. So I actually went to the store with probably some quarters in my hand, maybe a dollar folded up in a couple of quarters, looking for pampers for my child. I'm looking at the pampers. The pampers are a box, I'm standing here with my toddler, my stomach is huge, and I'm looking at the Pampers, and my eyes begin to well up because I didn't know where my help was coming from. I'm standing in line with the Pampers, right, don't know how I'm gonna pay for these Pampers. The young lady actually an angel, in my mind, I believe God sent an angel to my rescue because she actually paid for my pampers and she didn't ask for anything. I didn't know this young lady's name. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew in the bottom of my heart, it was God. So mm-hmm. I said all of that. I said all of that to say, even if you're at your lowest point, even if you have suicidal thoughts, even if you feel like you can't make it, hold on. Just keep holding on. Keep praying. God is not sleep. He knows every heartache you have. He knows every tear that rolls down your eyes. And he cares. And he loves you so much. So keep praying for you and your babies. Now I come from not having anything, applying for welfare, trying to wait till my food stamps drop, to making over, making three, four times of what I thought I was worth now running different branches in the local area, like, God will take you from the bottom to the top. property owner And I'm only. still moving forward. property owner. Thank you, Jasmine. Mm. I, own, I own You better. You better, you better
0: say it. With, <laughs> say it with your chest, okay? Right,
1: right. I own several properties in the area. Like, God will take you, if you just hold on, God will take you from the bottom to the top. My kids on on the road every semester so is you can do it as a single parent just make sure you put god in the middle of your situation and he'll definitely walk you through it he'll definitely hold your hand so that's my
0: testimony i'm not i'm gonna stop talking james no 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 girl i hear the church saying amen okay (laughs) you can't hear them but i heard them That is so powerful and so amazing. Just a a true, literally a true testimony of how you never know where your help is going to come from. But your needs are always met. They're always met. That girl didn't know you from a can of paint. You know, probably didn't even know exactly what you were thinking. You could have been had some onions in your purse that was making you cry. But she, know me. She, she didn't. That she don't right. she didn't know that you couldn't do, but she didn't, you know, it wasn't about getting all your story, judging, anything like that. It was just about helping and giving a hand to somebody who needed it. And that's right. what and that's it what it's really all my about. Life. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. Yes, Lord. So of course I know that you have your secret sauce. I know that you've, you know, gotten this down to something that a routine that kind of works for you but your boys like you said they're getting older they're growing up they're making more sense of the way things are you know traditionally done so how do you address the the tough questions that they may have like okay well my mom you know isn't married some of my friends at school might be or my mom you know I don't see my dad some of my friends dad pick them up whatever the case may be.
1: Well, honestly, Jazz, I am very transparent with my boys. I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I don't make up fantasies or stories. I talk to them realistically on that level. Whatever they're emotionally enough to accept, I tell them I'm very transparent. Um, So I just be honest with them. And in the end, I believe they will appreciate that more than me trying to fabricate a story of why daddy's not in the house with us. So um, just be honest.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because I know that when, when you start, it's one thing we all know that when you start kind of trying to tell a lie or elaborate on something a little bit too much, um, then it's hard to keep up with it. You be like, oh, what I said last time? Or right, so, yeah they'd like, Well mommy, I thought you said I thought you said that he just went to the right. store. Well the, other store, so the like, other store. The other store junior. Okay, the one that's not one down the street but across the road. Right, right. And kids are very smart. They know They can see things and they know and they
1: can put things together. Um, People don't give kids enough credit, but they are very intelligent and very observant. So the best bet is just to be honest. So they'll know from the beginning exactly how to deal with certain things. And like I said, you don't want to enable your children to be traumatized or emotionally damaged because you fed them these stories or these fabrications. Be honest. And they'll see the God in you and the God in the whole situation and how God works. And when they're older, you know, when they're old enough to understand, so.
0: Yeah. You basically given. uh I mean, every answer was a gem. Let's be honest. But... <laughs> I mean, if there was anything else that you had to say or any kind of other advice or motivation to anybody who's listening, who might be entering single parenthood, who might be in the middle of it, just starting trying to find their way or been doing it for a while, but it's just maybe feeling burnt out. Any kind of advice for any of our single parents out there?
1: Um, my advice would be don't demonize the absent parent. Um, Find opportunities to be positive
0: and always pray that's perfect like I can't really really I can't thank you enough for um joining us on this episode I know that I'm gonna get probably a lot of feedback from this episode just because of the way that you put so many things into perspective thank you so much for being on with us for this pour thank you so much for having me Jazz. So I'm really just glad that we were able to keep it together and be serious for the majority of that conversation. Because honestly, if you all were a fly on the wall when we're together or just on the phone for five minutes, like it's straight jokes. Like we cannot help it. Like we bring out the silly in each other on site all the time. Love her. But I really want to know if you all have anything that you want us to talk about on the podcast. Anything that, you know, a mom struggle that you might be facing, a woman's issue, a little bit of both. Um, I have a w- lot of resources and I'm working on a lot more episodes for you all. But if there's anything that you might be thinking about that you want to hear, please DM us, comment, email, whatever you have to do. Um, and let me know. Uh, also let me know your feedback on episodes if you wanted to you know maybe if you wanted to elaborate more on something if you want me to follow up with a certain guest because you have another question that maybe wasn't asked during the episode let me know and of course I can't wait to see you all at 2020 vision the vision board party hosted by the key it is in Atlanta Georgia on December 14th at 8 p.m. tickets are $30 for one and $50 for two crafts are included, drinks and snacks are included. And we're just gonna have a good time. We're gonna make goals, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna connect. It's really gonna be a great way to put your next year, put this new decade into clear focus. So make sure that you get your tickets, the deadlines, to RSVP is December 1st. So you can go to itsthekey.biz to get your ticket today. And of course, I want to remind you about our first 100 follower giveaway. Facebook might be Beating y'all Instagram people. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to get everybody the chance to get there, of course. Um, but I just want to remind you all about that. Tag a friend, share an episode with a friend, and maybe they will um, like or follow as well, because I really just want to do something special for one of our listeners. Um, too often, we don't take care of ourselves, like we talked about in this conversation today in The Poor. So we just need to find the time to do that. And that's what I want to be a blessing to somebody to help do That as well, and I really need you all's help in finding some bomb mom entrepreneurs out there. So, tag them in our post on at spot of tea podcast on both platforms because I'm really wanting to do something special for some of those ladies. And I know that you guys have to know some awesome ones in your life, even if they're not full time entrepreneur, if they're just pursuing something on the side, that's fine too. I just want to be able to connect with those women, so definitely tag them and shout them out let us know about them so for all my single moms out there i know that you got something that you can sip on for this week know that you don't have to feel guilty forgive yourself your situation might not be ideal perfect but guess what whose is know that your help is always going to come from God if you turn to God know that you can do this know that your children will be fine they'll be protected if you just continue to cover them and love on them and you can be honest with them that you don't have to have it all together but just keep going don't give up we love you if you need someone to connect with maybe you want a single mom to connect with to talk with a little bit more about your situation dm us let us know i'll connect you with someone i will i know plenty of super moms out there tabitha is not the only one by far and if you just need somebody to pray for you i can do that too dm me dms at spot of tea podcast at the jasmine lee i can do that as well because we all just want to that's the whole point of our podcast to just encourage you to inspire you to know that you're not alone and that you can do this so sip on that and i have a seat ready for you next time at the tea time table on the spot of tea podcast